Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery, and this Business Flash is brought to you by Anchin Block & Anchin, the big firm alternative for the financial services industry. Anchin specializes in working with middle market hedge funds. Consider the alternative and find your expert partner at Anchin. The S&P 500 eked out a tiny gain after spending much of the day in the red. Grocery stores and retailers plunged on concern about fresh competition as Amazon said it would buy Whole Foods. Kroger dropped 9% and Target, Walgreens and Walmart each lost about 5%. Whole Foods stock soared 29% while Amazon rose 2.4%. The Dow Industrial Average closed at a record led higher by Chevron and ExxonMobil as crude oil advanced. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average rose 24 points, a tenth of a percent, to close out the week at 21,384. S&P 500 up less than one point, closing at 2433. The Nasdaq fell 14 points, a quarter percent, closing at 6151. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 24 cents a barrel, half a percent to 4470. Spot Gold up 70 cents an ounce at 1255.30. Ten-year Treasury up 332 seconds with a yield of 2.1514. And that's the Bloomberg Business Flash. I'm Catherine Cottery, Bloomberg Radio. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Commercial real estate may have peaked a couple years ago. We think the markets peaked in 2016, likely in the first half of 2016 in terms of pricing. Steve Orbuck is head of Oxif's Real Estate Group. We think that the markets have now transitioned into a period of what we refer to as pricing discovery, where which is usually the, the onset or the precursor to the next correction. Orbuck says the biggest sign we're in a stage of pricing discovery is that the spread between the bid and the ask in commercial real estate is in Increasing. Buyers and sellers are not connecting on transactions, and you see it in transaction volumes. Transaction volumes in 2017 are way off 2016 levels across commercial real estate, across geographies, plus or minus 30 percent down. Orbeck says the foreign buyers are key because they had been a huge driver for commercial real estate globally. And that is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Thanks, Denise. Bloomberg Markets is brought to you by National Realty Managers of New York City Cash Flow Real Estate, providing 10 to 16 percent annualized returns. With immediate monthly distribution, see them at nria.net. Last week, our Bloomberg Intelligence Analyst, Mike Hammond, told us about this amazing underground culinary tour that he got to go on with the people who put that tour on are with us right now. Uh, Alice Elliott, the CEO of the Elliott Group, uh, joins us, as well as uh, Damien Mogavaro, uh, founder of Avero, uh, which is a software company for the real estate, for the uh, restaurant industry. And, and Alice, let me start with you. What's the, what's the genesis of this tour? Uh, thank you. Delighted to be here. So Damien and I, uh, almost seven, eight years ago, decided wouldn't it be interesting, given our respective practices, to assemble privately an intimate group of executives that would represent both public companies, private companies, growing and emerging brands, to really put their finger on the pulse of trends in the industry, both from a human capital and a technology, but equally as important from a food stance as to really where is the industry going. What do you mean from a human capital stance? So we at the Elliott Group specialize in the executive search um, and consulting human capital and advisory. And 
when you really boil down to it, the hospitality industry is outside of the government and uh, fast approaching healthcare industry, the fastest growing and largest employer in the United States of America and um, soon the world. So given that as the backdrop, human capital, these industries cannot function with the right people. So we decided that not only did we want to understand from a culinary stance where trends are going, equally as important, how do you build a great brand? And how do you not only attract the right talent, but how from a leadership stance can we stay competitive and still fuel the economy? And that was really the genesis of bringing these unique individuals, and by the way, all of whom do not know each other prior to this great um, journey that we go on. So it is not only an emotionally exciting time to share ideas and trends and experiences and intellectual capital, it's also an incredible opportunity to bring a diverse business group together and share ideas and best-of-class practices as to how do you go build great companies. And with that, obviously, human capital is first and foremost in an industry that where you have to really have every sense of hospitality to be successful. Um, Damien, there's also probably some pretty good food. Yes. <laughs> Very important. Rule number one, pace yourself. It's 16 stops in 26 and a half hours, so it's quite a marathon. Wait, wait. It's not 26 hours straight. It you is. sleep in there. It is, but we give our guests a uh, six-hour nap time. Really? That's it? That's it. Okay, so so what? tell me one of your favorite things on this tour this year. Well, oh, I'm sorry. How often do they happen? Yeah, so we've um, this is our seventh tour that we've done, and uh, the Underground Calendar Tour. It's um, it's really this amazing thing that um, it's really about innovation, and we live in such an amazing city here, in New York City, and you know, Alice and I started the tour, um, and you know. Alice is the expert in human capital, and I come from it from a uh, technology and trend standpoint, and it's been a great collaboration. And one of the things um, when growing Avero, I mean, we aggregate $24 billion of food and beverage data, and I noticed that some of our clients were up double digits, some were down double digits. And I asked the question, why? And that led me to really understand what – um, restaurant tours are doing to innovate and really stay ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, we use New York City as a restaurant laboratory to really um, exemplify the trends that are changing the way Americans eat and drink. And that well, is that's, some- so here's part of my question. So here I'm here in Los Angeles right now. I'm, I live in California most of the time. And New York City is New York City. I mean, there you know, it is a very unique place. Can you see national trends in New York? I mean, I know, that I, I know that every New Yorker thinks that they can see the whole world, but you can't. And, and I wonder if you can in the world of food. Yeah, I, I just want to pipe in here, and um, if I yeah. may, and make a comment. So, uh, first of all, Los Angeles, because we have offices in San Francisco, we have offices around the country. But I would say that, uh, obviously, California has a tremendous, vibrant food scene. But I think what's really important to understand is that all over this great country, in every city, in every nook and cranny, there are outstanding people that want great food. So to answer your question, yes, I think that while New York is certainly, to Damien's great point, the originator of a whole host of trends, as are many cities, I think it is a misnomer, particularly given the way the world has changed. There are many, many places one can go to around the country and find new places of innovation and progression and thought leadership and food that is different and the way it's being served and the approach 
and the approach to building companies and culture that never existed before. And because of the space here in New York and Brooklyn where we went, which Damien will speak a little bit about, what happens is it's condensed. So it is, um, you know, a laboratory and a think tank, but that's not to suggest that there aren't other amazing cities and neighborhoods where we see the same vibrancy and excitement. Alice, what was was your favorite thing on the tour? Well, I can't tell you that because I would be diminishing to to all the great (laughs) places that we went. No, it's not. But but I would say, I I would say that one of the most inter, I'll, I'll share with you perhaps one of the most interesting, um, because I think it's also reflective as to where trends are going, would be urban space in Vanderbilt. And I think what Eldon Scott has done by, by identifying up and coming talent who are entrepreneurs who perhaps don't have the money, the funds, or the wherewithal to have multiple locations at this unique point, and allowing them under one roof to highlight their great brands, where whereby um, people locally can come in every given right. day and have that experience was really quite interesting. And by the way, it was quite interesting for our guests who came from all over the country to have that kind of experience. Yeah, uh, and the one thing I would say... Oh, Damien, you can do it. 15 seconds. Give it to you quick. Yeah, so I was just going to say, I mean, the trends that we see in um, New York City or even in Los Angeles, the thing that is changing is the speed of innovation. So they've seen this in the rest of the country very quickly. Great stuff. Uh, Alice Elliott from the LA Group and Damien Mogavro, he said, in the uh, founder of uh, Avero. Thanks a lot for the New York City Underground Culinary Tour. Blue Marks is brought to you by the Suffolk County IDA pro-business programs, including financial incentives to help your business thrive on Long Island. Visit SuffolkIDA.org. This is Blue